The Pat Kenny Show on News Talk with Matter Private Network. During current restrictions, don't ignore your health concerns. Our expert team is ready to help. Well, now we're joined by News Talk's technology correspondent, Jess Kelly, who'll answer your tech questions. Get them to us by texting 53106. Before we get to your questions, um, two things. One, there's a global internet outage, uh, Jess, which has hit a lot of sites, including the the UK government site. I've checked our own. We're still online. What's going on? Yeah, it's very strange, Pat. A number of news outlets have been uh, impacted right around the world. So brands like The Guardian, Financial Times, New York Times and many more are down. Uh, It also looks like the Amazon retail website is down as well, which is obviously not ideal. Uh, We're still trying to figure out what exactly is going on. Of course, people are taking to social media, wondering if this is some form of cyber attack. Again, at this moment in time, it is not quite clear. It looks like it could be the host uh, provider. So Fastly is a company that hosts uh, websites like New York Times and so on. So it could be traced back to that. But at this moment in time, we're not 100% sure, but we do know that a significant portion of websites are not available. Yeah, and Sky is reporting that some of its uh, stuff is not available, although their main pages of news certainly are. Now, uh, Jess, Apple had uh, their developers conference and it looks like there are fairly significant changes, improvements, you might say, coming to Apple devices fairly soon. Yeah, Pat, I watch this event every year and a lot of the time it's just minor tweaks. It's a lot of cosmetic stuff. But I watched it last night and it was the first time that I was properly excited about it. It was a classic, very polished Apple event uh, hosted by Tim Cook and a number of his employees from throughout Apple. We got a good bit of insight into what iOS 15 is going to bring. So that's the, the newest version of the operating system for iPhones. And they're doing a lot and they're going after a lot of their competitors. So very basic things like FaceTime, for example, which is what we're using to talk on right now. This is uh, Apple's video call service. You can use it for voice calls as well. And it looks like they are going to be able to roll it out so that I, an Apple user, can invite you, an Android user, to a FaceTime call. Very similar to WhatsApp calls, very similar to Zoom, Teams, those other types of meetings. Uh, So that is a massive update that I think will impact, uh, you know, the popularity of things like Zoom because it's just much easier to use FaceTime. There's also going to be a lot of uh, sharing facilities created within FaceTime. So again, if we're on a FaceTime call I can share you a playlist. I can share you anything that I'm doing on my device. I can share to you. There's one feature that I think you'll really like, Pat. And it's that if I take a photograph of a sign, say it's for a restaurant. And uh, if I take a photograph of that to you and send it to you, you'll be able to click a button on your iPhone uh, that will identify any text. And from the photograph, you'll be able to call the restaurant if the phone number is in the picture. So it's bringing your pictures to life. If there's a website link, it'll take you to the website, all from a still image. So it's getting into Harry Potter territory, what the AI can do on these phones. But it is yeah. incredibly impressive. It's, I would recommend anyone who's got an interest in all this kind of thing to go uh, to Apple and just browse the whole uh, range of changes they're making. There's one last thing, though. They're going to block in their privacy settings um, tracking pixels. Yeah, this so is a really... Is that part of the Google versus Apple war? Yeah, it's it's definitely going to spark things up. So we know that for the last year or so, Apple has been banging the privacy drum 
it's integrated into the very foundation of iOS uh, 14 as it is at the moment. When you go to download an app, you can open the app for the first time. You can ask it not to track or to track you, all that sort of stuff. And it's basically going to expand that offering right across everything that you do online. One feature that is brilliant is that, say if you are signing up to a newsletter, rather than using your main email address, you can do a thing called hide my email, which sets up a one-time only email account for you to be able to subscribe to something. And then all the junk and the spam emails and the reminders goes to this dummy account, meaning you're not getting spammed. So I do think that Apple is the one to watch in this regard. Google recently had their own conference and they said they're going to start doing bits and pieces when it comes to privacy. But Apple is definitely best in class at this moment in time. Okay, a few questions. Uh, I got a new phone when I had transferred things from my old phone. I saw I was updating 450 apps. I don't have that many. Where are they? How can I get rid of them? And what uh, are the best settings for battery usage? That's from Paul and Nace. Uh, So when it comes to your apps, so uh, if it's an Android phone, uh, if you go into the app store, same on an iPhone, actually, if you go into an app store and if you tap in the left-hand corner uh, and go to my apps, This could be every app you've ever downloaded. So say if you only have 30 apps on your phone at the moment, but over all the years you've had a phone, you've had a huge number of them. Uh, It could be just syncing up to the cloud. So you can manually go in and hit the little X so that they're not being downloaded to the phone. It's a bit tedious, but it is possible to do. Um, In terms of the best settings for your battery life, A lot of the phones now come with very smart technology built in that learns to adapt your battery based on your usage. So I, for example, always have Bluetooth on because I'm always using Bluetooth headphones. Previously, Bluetooth would have been a massive battery drain. However, now, because my phone knows that I always have Wi-Fi on, I always have Bluetooth on, it can then adapt and sort of shut other things down in the background. So this isn't as big a headache as it used to be. But in terms of generally, you know, anything that is searching for networks, so Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, uh, having your screen up very bright, all of those things will drain your battery. But a lot of technology is working in the background so that you don't have to stress about this kind of stuff as much anymore. Uh, can Jess recommend a good password manager? I'm very reluctant to do that because... Um, we've heard instances of these things being hacked themselves in the past, which is obviously not ideal. If you are a Google user, you can go to passwords.google.com and all of your passwords from everything synced within your Gmail account and your Google account will be there. One password is very popular. But again, any cybersecurity expert that I've spoken to says that if you want a very solid and reliable password manager you probably do have to pay for it so i wouldn't necessarily be be rushing out to recommend a free one and um, if you follow uh smart tech that's rona murphy the cybersecurity expert from smart tech 24 7 he's always giving out recommendations so i would trust his guidance okay and a final one i need a basic laptop for work nothing major for around 300 euro any ideas asks mela in clonacilty Yeah, for €300, you will probably be a bit pushed to get a laptop, a full functioning, running full Windows 10 laptop. What I would suggest is something like the Chromebook. I know I always recommend it, but they are excellent. Uh, Asus uh, or HP are brilliant brands. That will enable you to do a lot of work online. So again, if you're using Google Docs or any online suite of services, it'll absolutely do the job for you. And you can get those from in and around €250 and up. 
and a quick one from Vincent Whelan. Uh, what does Jess think of the new Huawei's 60 euro smartwatch? I love it. It's the smart band. Uh, it's it's very, very basic, right? But it is giving you a lot of functionality. So it's very thin, very skinny. It's not, enough, uh, not a lot of real estate on the screen. But it does things like tracking your steps, your sleep, your heart rate, all of that into the Huawei Health app. I was using it for a number of weeks and absolutely loved it. I couldn't get over the fact that it's 60 euro. Um, I actually have the new Huawei Watch 3, which is their fancy version for review. And I find myself going back to the 60 euro version just in terms of functionality, wearability and so on. So I would highly recommend it. All right, Jess Kelly, our technology correspondent. Thank you very much.